With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on? It's James from Offside. Jumping on here with the Leafs Weekender. Got the lights going a little bit better this week. What's happening? Hey, the Leafs week that was absolutely chef's kiss for me. Soup du jour, if you will. Why do I say that? What did we play out this week? I said to start the week, the Leafs would start Campbell against Tampa and pick up a victory. Ching. I said they would play Shalgren against the Florida Panthers. Well, we almost got the victory. We'll get to that one in just a minute. But they did play Shalgren. Then against Dallas, they would play Jack Campbell again and pick up another victory. They did ching And, of course, I did say they lose against the Florida Panthers. And then Montreal, I said they would again go to young man Shalgren between the pipes. And my, oh, my, was he great last night. But he picked up the victory. So let's rack it up. Got the starting goaltenders right and went perfect on the week for the prediction. The Leafs almost messed it up by winning against those Florida Panthers. And if I told you at the beginning of last week, that we would go into a game against Tampa, Florida, and Dallas, and we would come out with a possible five or six points. You would have looked at me and laughed. But that's what we did, Leafs Nation. We are turning it up at the right point. So what do you think of the week that was? For me, I look at this and say it was a measuring stick week for the Toronto Maple Leafs, beating the Tampa Bay Lightning soundly, being able to get to a 5-1 lead on a back-to-back with a young goalie and then a cold goalie coming in, all the hoopla that happened there with Jake Muzzin also coming back in. Say what you will, it's great that he came back, but at the same time, the Toronto Maple Leafs had to jumble up their defense core. So what happens there? Well, then you have players who are playing at a position, guys who are playing with new partners, et cetera, et cetera. Let's go down the list for that game. They lost at 7-6. It was widely entertaining. They still pulled out a point. They should have got two, a lot of people would say. But let's take it for what it was. The Toronto Maple Leafs did a great thing this week. Out of a possible eight points, you pull out seven. You're comfortably in the second place in the Atlantic. And now you're waiting to see, is it Tampa? Is it Boston? Will they catch you? Won't they catch you? And that's where we swing in to the week that will be for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Hey, we're live. You can't do nothing with a mute button. All right. So we start this week off. We have four games yet again. You look at it like this. The Toronto Maple Leafs are going to take on the Buffalo Sabres, the resurgent Buffalo Sabres, who are doing wonderful things with guys like Tage Thompson. And let me tell you this right here. The Toronto Maple Leafs, they are going to want to turn the script, flip it, if you will, against the Buffalo Sabres on Tuesday night. And why do I say that? They were kind of embarrassed in that outdoor game. They lost it. It was a game they really wanted to have, and they weren't able to pull it off. Austin Matthews, obviously, with that cross-check to the head as well. We'll see what happens there with Rasmus Dahlin, if there's anyone answering the bell at that game. But it did get a little chippy. But the Toronto Maple Leafs, much like they just served the Montreal Canadiens on the weekend, 
they are going to want to get that one back. They're going to want to play a solid game against the Montreal Canadiens of the Buffalo Sabres and beat them. They want to get this one under their belt and keep it rocking, keep it rolling. You move on for the week here. I'm saying they get the W there. I'm saying Campbell starts Tuesday against the Sabres. Then you got Ovi and the Washington Capitals. Obviously, there's a lot of hoopla around the Washington Capitals with Alex Ovechkin and everything going on within the world. Uh, we'll focus it only on hockey right here, but we do stand with Ukraine, so that is not even a thing. By the way, shout out to Fresh Prince, by the way. The new shirts are here. The Scotian Limited Lid, beautiful, loving it. Blue and white, of course, because you know why. We're Maple Leafs around here. Um, so back to the Capitals game. Looking for the Toronto Maple Leafs. This one here, I think, is going to be up in the air for the Leafs. And the reason why I say that is I do think with the final games coming up here, you're going to see different lines, different defense pairings, and things happening with the Leafs. I think Sheldon Keefe is going to put things into a blender and really mix it and match it to see who plays with who and what does with what. Because the big thing here for the Toronto Maple Leafs is you need to be able to have continuity throughout your lineup if someone drops out. So the Washington game, you may see different things where it is a bigger build of an opponent. And I definitely want to see the penalty kill get back on track against a guy like Alex Ovechkin, where the whole league has a problem shutting this guy down. Also, book it. This game right here against the Washington Capitals, this will be where Austin Matthews hits number 60 right in front of Ovi. What better spot to do it? What better uh, hype, I guess you could say, for the game to see a 60-goal man against the guy who has been scoring so prolifically throughout his entire career, even into the later years, right there. That is the cherry on top. Then we move on. We have the Ottawa Senators, and I say trap game all over it. It's Saturday night. It's hockey night in Canada. It's the Leafs. It's the Battle of Ontario. Ottawa has nothing to lose. They will pull out all the stops, and there's no pressure on them. So these young kids who are a scrappy team. I see you, Mr. Trache. We talk about this all the time. I see you, Jack, the Sens fan as well, over on Mr. TikTok. Um, this one right here is a game where the Leafs could fall victim to, hey, this team is not very good. Hey, this team is you know, not in the playoffs and not play up to their potential. This is something they really need to do. And we will talk about all of that stuff towards the good, the bad, and the ugly for the week as well. Shout out to everyone tuning in. I see you. Thank you for dropping by in the comments. Um, yeah, so the, the center of the game, I think, is a trap game. Um, if Forsberg's between the pipes, Stutzel loves to play the least. So does Tuchuk. You look at all the guys on that roster. They really want to turn it up and do something big. And how can you do it bigger than beating the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are on a great season run right now, than the that game right there on Saturday night? Mind you guys, listen, this will get a lot smoother and a lot easier. I'm not used to being directly live by myself. I'm rambling, shooting, and running, so not used to it from the tip of the top of the cap. But we got this rolling, so we got it going. It is the Leafs Weekender, proudly brought to you by Boxing Rock Brewing. Go see it up in the corner there. Absolutely delicious. And we uh, got the new gear from Fresh Prince here in Halifax. Absolutely loving it. All right, so the last game of the week is Sunday. It's the New York Islanders, a team that is going to be cantankerous as all hell. This is a game you have to watch out. This is a game where it could get away from you. I think this game will be for Shawgren. Um, I think that this game right here for the Leafs is going to mean something because you're still going against Lou Lamorello. You're still wanting to beat the New York Islanders because that's who you're measured against, even though they're not going to the postseason this year. This is still a team that you really want to give your best against. 
because you want to say, hey, you were wrong about an organization. You were wrong to not be a part of it, not to stick around, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And us getting John Tavares was the right move, even though everyone in your organization seems to think it's the wrong one. But the reason why I say this game is could be consequential for the Maple Leafs is the Islanders aren't going to the playoffs. They're a physical team. They like to hit. You look at the Clutterbucks. You look at the Martins. You look at the Sezikis. Wow, can't speak tonight. Um, you look at those type of players, and those are the guys that really can ratchet it up against Toronto and cause some problems. And then you look at Zdeno Chara on the back nine, can see the clubhouse. This may be it. Shout out to everyone uh, tuning in as well. What's up, A-Topple? Um, this right here is Zdeno Chara. You know, could be his last stand. So, of course, he's going to come out and be physical. So you have to be careful and weary of injuries against the New York Islanders on Sunday night. That could be a problem. So you look at the leaf, the week that will be for the Toronto Maple Leafs. We nailed it. We knocked it out of the park last week. We got everything right. We named the starters. We named the victories. We named the losses. So let's stack it up here. I'm saying Tuesday night, victory for the Leafs, Campbell starts. We'll see what happens there. On Thursday, Campbell starts, Capitals. I say this one's a coin flip. I think the Capitals get the better of the Maple Leafs on Thursday night. Just a gut feeling here. I really hope the power play can start turning it around. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Saturday night, Hockey Night in Canada, trap game against the Ottawa Senators. I think Shalgren starts. I'm walking back what I just said. I think Shalgren starts against the Sens, and the Leafs do pick up a victory, but it will be a sloppy kind of game, I figure, against the Ottawa Senators, who always bring us the Battle of Ontario. Let's have a little fun with that. Sunday night against the New York Islanders. If the Leafs come out to play and treat it like a team that knows how to go to the conference final, talking about the New York Islanders, they will win this game. If they come out and think it's a team that's missed the playoffs and is not focused and ready to go on a run, they will not win this game. So you need to come and bring your full 60. I'm thinking this week for the Leafs, not trying to be a Debbie Downer, I'm thinking it's 2-2 and for the Toronto Maple Leafs this week. A victory against the Sabres to avenge the outdoor loss. A loss to the Capitals. A victory over your provincial rivals in the Ottawa Senators. And then a loss, probably in overtime, to the New York Islanders on a back-to-back on Sunday night. Not ideal, but it's what we uh, we think will happen around these parts. So now let's, let's park some time. We'll call it the good, the bad, and the ugly of the week. So the good, Austin Matthews. Breaking the single-season goal record for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Absolutely amazing. He is passing squid, you know, getting it done. I mean, what's the what's the limit here on this guy? Is he going to get 60? Is he going to get 65? Is 70 a far cry? He really wants to carry this team. One thing about Matthews, too, a lot of coaches, and, you know, what well, you can even factor Babcock into this one, have said the more you play defense, the more you get the puck on your stick. And Matthews is learning that this year, stripping guys, taking the puck, leaning back in the D zone, making sure he collects it, blocking shots, doing all of those little things that help grow your game. And dare I may say, he is acting like the man who just announced his retirement this week, Ryan Getzlav. The physical play from Austin Matthews is also stacking up. He's starting to learn to use that bigger frame and get himself and interject himself into situations that call for the physicality. Now, the bad this week. The power play and the penalty kill seem to be tailing off for the Toronto Maple Leafs. 
you look at the power play and you say, okay, this team has some of the best shooters, some of the best passers, and what do they do? They elect to try to go for the pretty play. When their power play is clicking, they either get it to the shooter that is Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner, or they fling it to the front of the net and they let someone crash and bang in there and either flick it back to one of those two or the person in front of the net tips it or pots that goal. They've gotten away from it. They're going back to passing around the puck. They're going way too many passes, one too many, and it's leading the chances the other way. Same thing with the penalty kill. The penalty kill has been so good at scoring shorthanded goals that now they're looking for it. Now you've seen what happens. They've been burned a couple of times because they're looking for that offensive jump opposed to shutting down the other team's best players. They're now hoping that they're going to get a chance to score when the bread and butter should be to shut down what is happening in your zone. And if those chances materialize, yes, take them. We all love to see a shorthanded goal, the least lead the league in it. But if you start tipping your hand to that's what you're going to be doing, Teams are going to game plan around you, and they're starting to do that now. So Toronto really needs to wrap that up. And now the ugly. The ugly, Sheldon Keith touched on it. He didn't dive too deep into it, but he said it's something that the team is going to work on, and I want to see it this week. It's playing with a one-goal lead. What do we know about the playoffs? Leads are usually tight. They're usually one or two goals, and you don't want to give Mo back to the other team, especially if you're on the road. So the Leafs in these last nine games really have to put a focus on winning 3-2, 2 1-0 kind of games down the stretch. And Sheldon Keith, like I said, he alluded to it, saying that's something that they wanted to work on. They felt they came alive with that against the Montreal Canadiens. They did allow a 3-2 goal. I think they would have allowed it or would have liked to stay 3-1. I know throw all your jokes in here, folks. But that's where I think they would have wanted that game to stay is a 3-1 game, but they did hold on for the one-goal lead victory, and I think that's what Toronto really wants to get in the mindset of doing, clogging up the lanes, making it difficult for teams, you know, not just trying to wing it down the ice and get a, uh, you know, an empty net goal, and to boot the Toronto Maple Leafs in the last minute there were on a penalty kill as well. Pardon me, guys. And that right there, you know, made it a little bit more difficult for them to do what they needed to do. But they de- they got the job done in front of Shalgren. And tip of the cap to him, by the way. Shalgren absolutely playing lights out, doing what he needs to do to get to the Toronto Maple Leafs and get them done. So now the other part of this thing that we have here, we just go around a little bit, around the league and around some other stuff around the Maple Leafs. Want to do a tip of the cap to one, Mr. Ryan Getzlav. Watched him play forever. Watched him, I think it was out at a club. Watched him win the Stanley Cup with the Anaheim Ducks back in 07. Um, you know, you watch him and Corey Perry come in the league and get sent down to the minors. It's a tell. It's, you know, you don't need to be worried about going down there to grow your game. And him and Corey Perry came back to the NHL and lit it on fire, did what they needed to do. And he's had a great career being a captain of the Anaheim Ducks. Um, I would have loved to seen him come over to the Maple Leafs in a deadline deal last year or this year. I know another veteran kind of guy, but, you know, Getz is a guy that you definitely want on your squad. So tip of the cap to him for the career. We love you, Getzy. Great, great career there. Um, next thing for me, the Matthew Nye situation for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I get that everybody's very excited for this guy. He looks like a very good power forward. 
He's not sure if he's going to stay or come. And the thing that gets me a little, I wouldn't say pissed off, but annoyed is the fact that they're sending an entire conglomerate from the Toronto Maple Leafs on the private jet, mind you, to go schmooze this kid. If you need to be schmoozed into playing with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, Willie Nylander, John Tavares, and the likes on defense of like Mark Giordano and Morgan Riley and Jake Muzzin, the list goes on and on of great players on this team. And the fact that they're basically telling you you will factor in on our second line and be on a power play unit as well, right out the gate because of what he can bring with his physical tools. And you have to think about it. You have to be schmoozed to come here. Matthew Nye, stay in university. Stay there and play there another year because this ain't for you. If you're not excited by the prospect of what this team may be able to do, and I understand that you may want to go do something big with your school, go on that Frozen Four run again, but nothing's assured there right now. The assurance right now is the Toronto Maple Leafs are making the playoffs. The assurance is that they are going to allow you to lace up and play for this team, possibly play on the second line and be on the power play. That is what they are going to allow you to do. The fact that they're sending... Austin Matthews, John Tavares, Brendan Shanahan, Kyle Dubas, and Sheldon Keith to go meet this kid. I'm just telling you, man, you're putting undue hype on yourself for having to do something like that. Obviously, the Leafs want him in the lineup, and there, there's a reason for it. But at the same time, if he comes and he doesn't deliver, and all of this was done just to get him here, doesn't sit well with me. Same thing that doesn't sit well with me is guys who are breaking their back, busting their asses down in the Marlies. I look at uh, Steve's. I look at all kinds of different guys down there, Dusacks and all this. And you got guys coming in from university, and I know they want these guys to play and come in and be a part of their system. But Nick Abrizi, you're going to tell me, just because he went far with his team in the playoffs and university, that he deserves a chance over the guys down in the Marlies who've been busting their bags all year who probably may have a leg up because they've been playing against better and bigger competition. Just saying. Same thing with uh, Matthew Nyes. Love to see him come in. Love to see him do well. And he may just be that next big prototypical power forward the Maple Leafs get and you hit a home run here. Um, But at the same time, there's guys down there that I think deserve a crack too. And it's a kind of shot across the mouth, a slap across the mouth, if you will, a bad taste to bring these guys in. I think sometimes Nick Abrizi, Hasn't looked completely out of place, but he's been physical off the puck or battled off the puck a few times. I don't know. I don't know. I know they're looking for a certain mix. I don't know if he's in that mix, but they probably guaranteed him some playing time, so he definitely has to have it done. So that didn't sit too well with me, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. Something I didn't get to talk about last week was the Jay Beagle and the Troy Terry and the Zegris situation that happened. Um. I'm going to put it to you like this. I didn't get to talk much about it. I got to talk a little bit on the live on TikTok the other day. But here's what it is. I think the cross-check to Zegris for digging when it was 5-0, that happens 100 times a game. That, you sweep aside and say that is what it is. Was it crappy? Yeah, he'll take his two minutes and away you go. Happens all the time. Players do it all the time. You clear the front of the net, a little skirmishing for it. Where I have a problem is Jay Beagle feeding a guy, bashing in his face, and the guy isn't swinging back on him. And he's trying to say that he feels intimidated. He feels for his life. 
It's fight or flight at that moment. I think you need to understand what you're doing. And Jay Beagle isn't a big fighter, by the way, folks. But at the same time, that situation there, you got to read the room. You got to understand who you're going up against. And you're going to tell me you can look and see who you're grabbing and who you're filling in. He didn't even punch you. He grabbed you. At the same time, your mitts were off and you're filling somebody in because you were pissed off. I think something should have been done, um, even if it's just a hearing. He doesn't need to be suspended, doesn't need a fine, but just give him a hearing and say, listen, this crap doesn't belong in our game. Fighting, fighting happens. That is part of the game. But the crap that happened with Jay Beagle, that is absolutely unacceptable, ridiculous, disgusting, and will not and should not be tolerated in the NHL. And like I said, I have no problem with the little cross check. No problem at all. That little cross check, that happens 19 to 20 times a damn game. You know, guys get penalties, guys don't. You look at Sherrod on Matthews, Weber on Matthews. You look at McDavid taking abuse in front of the net. That stuff happens. The problem was the dropping the mitts and filling in a 30-goal scorer's face and not letting up. And the, the repercussion to that is, and I talked about this on the weekend too, the repercussions across the league now are linesmen aren't going to let guys go. Because now the linesmen in that game have a black eye on the sport because they didn't jump in and, and interject and get that stuff done and cut it off. You know, without cutting that off, now linesmen are going to jump in way quicker than they would before and interject and stop a fight before it becomes anything else. You know, and that's the problem now because now they're all going to be worried. A guy, a skill guy or some guy is going to get his face filled in and you're not going to get a Wayne Simmons allowed to fight. You're not going to get a Kyle Clifford allowed to fight because what's going to happen now is the linesman will be in there so quick that it won't even get a chance to materialize because of that one situation. And everyone is now hypersensitive to that situation. That's what sucks. It just blows my mind, man. Jay Beagle, you know, that was a trashy play. The cross check, everybody can live with that. The second part, gross, disgusting. And like I said, should have threw him in to the office and say, hey, this is uh this has got to be this has got to be talked about. All right. We're almost 30 minutes in. We're 22 minutes in. This one's going to be a little bit shorter tonight. Um, been a long week here on the, the offside side of things. I'm going to try to make sure we get an episode in this week as a regular podcast. This is the Leaf Weekender, proudly brought to you by Boxing Rock Brewing Co. And, of course, our friends over at Fresh Print. Beautiful merch. I uh, love it. We're going to get to the fun part of the show here. That is... Going to need some music for this. The Boxing Rock Brewing Co., Right there, Boxing Rock Brewing Co., the bearded blue warrior of the week for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I want to know. I want to start getting suggestions of who you think the bearded blue warrior for the week should be. It's hard to talk with this thing with your mouth in the hole. But I think this week it's got to be one guy, one guy only. The bearded blue warrior for this week is Austin freaking Matthews. And why do I say that? Well, Austin Matthews not only broke the single-season goal record for the Toronto Maple Leafs, his 200-foot game has taken leaps and bounds. He's blocking shots. He's throwing hits. By the way, Mitch Marner the other night, six hits in one game. Hello, where is this coming from? But I digress. Austin Matthews is growing his game. He's doing what he needs to do to get bigger, stronger, better, faster, 
and he's scoring goals like there's absolutely no tomorrow. So for that reason and that reason alone, he is the Boxing Rock Brewing Co.'s Bearded Blue Warrior of the Week. Shout out to Austin Matthews. Your beard's in the mail, Matty. All right, so this is the Leafs Weekender. We have a little fun Sunday nights. We wrap up the Leafs week that was. We talk about the week that will be. So let's break it down one more time. Last week, we called it to a T. I said on the first game for Tampa, Campbell would start. The Leafs would win. They did. I said they would lose to the Florida Panthers. They definitely did. They dropped the ball. They lost. They had the 5-1 lead. Everybody makes their joke. But I still called Shalgren and a loss against the Florida Panthers. Then you go against the Dallas Stars. I said Jack Campbell would start and the Leafs would win. Cha-ching, you're in. Then against the Montreal Canadiens, I again said Shalgren will start. And I said the Leafs would win. So last week we went perfect. This week, fans, you may not like me, but I have them beating the Buffalo Sabres with Jack between the pipes. I have them losing to the Washington Capitals with Shalgren between the pipes. I have the Leafs beating the Battle of Ontario, the Ottawa Senators on Saturday night with Campbell between the pipes, or with Shalgren between the pipes, and then Campbell against the Islanders, and they will lose yet again. Hey, I'm saying the Leafs go 2-2 two and two this week. You can't be perfect every week, but last week we got a possible 7 of 8 points. We will take it. What do we get this week? I'm saying we're going 50-50. Shout out to everybody tuning in. The chat's lighting up. I'm loving it. Uh, Appreciate everybody stopping by. This has been the Leafs Weekender for this week. This will get better as we go along. But we are proudly brought to you by Boxing Rock Brewing. Go up in the corner there. And, of course, our friends over at Fresh Prince. Absolutely beautiful merch. All right, guys. You know what it is for the week. It's Go Leafs Go. Hit the follow. 